Good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And uh, I'm excited. Um, these conversations are stretching me and I'm causing me to, to get to learn new things about myself and people around me and what folks think. And, and um, I think that's a super healthy thing. And um, yeah, you know, you get a little blowback sometimes from some things, but you know what? Bottom line is you don't let it stop you if you just keep going. So this is a conversation about race. And um, it is brought to you by Parker Heights Realty, Amanda Parker. She's out in Junction City, also in Eugene. So she does, she and her team do folks, you know, sell homes to folks all over the area. Uh, called her up and said, I'd like to have you help sponsor this uh, show. And she's going, I'm in. I would love to help sponsor that show. So we, uh, she's a new client. Uh, she's awesome. And she's uh, brave. <laughs> She'll let me put her anywhere. And uh, also Matt McCarl over at New Leaf Hyperbaric and Massage. Um, Matt's always really good to, to get conversation going in the community. And if you guys haven't done hyperbarics yet, you need to go try it because it's pretty dang awesome. And uh, it's uh it's a good, it's a good program. In fact, next week, I think he, if you go on his website, I think he has a couple of days. He's given 35% off on the hyperbaric treatment. Go in there. It's like God air. It's like uh, you come out of there like you're high. It's actually really fun. Well, hello, Devin. Equality. We're going to talk about, well, I, you know, I'm not really setting the agenda here. It's my show, but I invited a couple of dudes on here and that's Andre Royal. Um, we've known each other for a, quite a while. And we were talking outside uh, one day, he and this gentleman, Damien, who I don't know, but did have a conversation with. And we were all talking about being white guys, being black guys and having this conversation. And all of a sudden I went, I think this might be really good for a show. And so um, we did one a couple of weeks ago with a couple other gentlemen. And I like the way it works and what we were talking about, but I also want to make sure we always have um, fresh perspectives and other people's comments because we're all different, you know? And uh, so you guys, welcome. Thanks for being here. Hi. Thank you for having us, Rick. And uh, thank you for joining us. So tell me, um, when we were talking that day out on the street here, having you guys were drinking coffee and I was just blabbing, um, you know, what are issues that you see in terms of race relations in Eugene, Springfield, Lane County, and Oregon? Um, you know, <laughs> that's a that's a funny question. It's always a loaded question, and I and I want to make mention about something that happened before we even got on air. And that was, you know, the comment, like, we didn't even say anything yet. And it's, oh, please, we need to get over ourselves. They need to stop using their color to get their way. It's a crutch. Like, <laughs> the conversation is always a hot button issue and a loaded question for some people. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just funny. Like, you know, I don't want to deny or negate implicit bias. I mean, I think we all have those, those, uh, factors and characteristics that uh, make us more comfortable or less comfortable, but we need to be honest about what that is. You know, if you see me walking down the street and you clutch your purse, you know, that's a typical response. Like with COVID and everything, it's, it's gotten even weirder because now everyone's 
you know, they're not just clutching purses, they're holding their breath. There's all these underlying unease, uh, uneasy situations that are making people really kind of uh, like really put on display what their real fears are, whether it's it's germs, it's phobias, it's uh, biases. You, you're starting to see uh, the reality kind of wear thin of the facade. And if people are uncomfortable, it's more prevalent now than ever, and it's becoming increasingly harder to hide their reasons and their, their, their biases, because in their actions, there's uh, contradictions and people can't keep that up. So um, it's been it's been really kind of eye-opening to see how comfortable people are with, um, you know, kind of either being honest or dishonest about their their comfort with other cultures, races, or just scenarios where it's not in their usual norms or controls. You know, Andre, I never thought about this. You you just brought something up really good. Is I think people like me, white people. We're starting to experience what you guys have experienced for a long time, where people, you know, when people, that I, this is like a revelation for me. You know, when you when they wear a mask and then they come up or they put the mask up over and they they walk away from you, that in some ways is how you feel when somebody walks across the other side of the street because they're afraid to see a black man on the coming down the street at them. And now we're experiencing that, and it makes us really uncomfortable. But when you bring that up, I'm going. Good. Now I understand. I, I get it. I see what you're talking about with that. Damien, I'm going to bring you back on. I knew you were kind of hanging out and doing some stuff. So I thought I'd give you a break on there. So, so Damien, tell them who yeah. you are and what you do and kind yeah. of introduce yourself. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if you can you hear me, first of all. Uh -huh. Yeah, we can. Okay. I can't, I can't hear myself then. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, I, I, I do many things. Uh, Right now, I am an engineer uh, and a producer at KEPW 97.3, uh, uh, our local LP FM radio station, uh, PeaceWorks radio station. And so I'm kind of keeping everything afloat and uh, uh, piecing it together. We, we've got some projects going on. And uh, it's, it's a community radio station. We also take donations. Um, I've been in the uh, area for on and off for many years. I just recently moved back to the area in uh, 20, well, exactly March 31st, 2015. Where did you go? Where'd you come from? Where were you before here? I'm gonna have to turn turn off my, can you re repeat that? Where were you from? Uh, where did you come back from? You said you came back to Eugene recently. Where were you before that? Where am I from? No, where was? I can't hear you right now. I apologize. I don't know how. Okay, you don't. Know, you know what I'm gonna do, Damien? I'm gonna have you look at that and figure out that thing. So, Andre, uh, um, Andre, talk to me um, about somebody's asking. I think television portrays division by putting people into stereotype roles. What do you think of that? Does, do Black Americans get put into still get put into stereotype roles? You think? Well, you know, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, you know, I'll say everyone gets put in stereotype roles. You know, there's always how we are, and then there's the characterizations of how we are, but people have their preferences of which characterizations they want to see what makes them feel, um, you know, comfortable, uncomfortable, or just kind of advancing their talking points. You know, it's like, <laughs> 
I, uh, you know, I had a strange experience the other day, but it's not totally uncommon, but it's, it's like something like, I don't know, do you ever get uh, approached with anyone like I do? And when I say you, I mean, just whoever's listening, you know, I'm walking down the street and a guy comes stumbling up and he's like, oh, there's this place that has got like the best barbecue chicken and blah, blah, blah. And he just starts going on. And I'm like, listen, I'm just at the crosswalk. I'm not looking for barbecue chicken. I'm not looking for your stereotypes. I'm not looking for any of this stuff, but just that, that underlying compulsion to try to um, strike up a conversation with what's innate. And oftentimes people just, it's like, you'll get the most honest feedback from someone who's drunk because the filters come off a little bit, whether it's intentional, unintentional, but um, it's there. And the types of conversations when we get comfortable and people reveal about themselves, um, often they're very telling, like, you know, how many people have ever approached you, you know, apart from seeing a segment um, <laughs> about barbecue chicken? I mean, it could have been barbecue chicken. It could have been chicken and waffles. Uh, you know, I was with my buddy and, and another guy, and this was, I don't know, I think this might be the state of downtown, um, just the way things are. He just was like, mm, ODB, and he starts talking about this rapper, and it's like. <laughs> like you automatically love rappers because you're black. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, it just, it was funny. And, you know, and I can't blame these random people. Like, you know, I can think back to a dating scenario. Someone got me a 50 cent CD back when it was the fashionable thing to do, uh, I guess is, you know, I guess listen to 50 cent. But at the time, I didn't know who he was. I was like, who is this? It's like, oh, well, I thought you'd like it. Why? Like so I wasn't listening to gangster rap. I wasn't listening to any of that stuff at that point, point in time that, you know, so but it was, ask, yeah. This is like a weird question for either one of you. Damien, can you hear us now? I can't hear you at all. I, I heard, I heard Andre. I've been having technical difficulties for some Why don't you go in, go in the room with Andre because you're in the same house. We can destroy the mystery here, but go in and just sit yeah. next to him. I can talk to yeah, you. Both there you surprise. Okay. <laughs> so go in the other room and I'll, uh, I'm going to remove you. So go in the other room with Andre. So Andre, yeah, we'll, we'll share space. Guys, do you guys ever say like black, black to black, like you and Damien, would you ever say, yeah, Rick's like one of my white friends. You know, I, Actually, that wasn't the first thing that came to mind. The first thing that came to mind was the point of reference that I had of you when I first kind of sort of found out about who you were was, was already the commonality that was there. You know, um, your, your um, reporting with the Thurston High School shooting was um, made national attention that you were in the media prior. Now you started your own media company and that's where it went. I did mention the fantastic hair, but I didn't introduce you as like, I, I wouldn't introduce somebody by color. Um, <laughs> you know, cause white people, a lot of white people will say, well, you know, like I don't do this, but Andre is my black, one of my black friends. I mean, it, it's little things like that, that we do that yeah, we it's, realize that it's, it's kind of, that's gotta be a little bothersome to it's you. It's very virtue signaling, kind of posturing, tokenizing, whatever, you know, it is, um, you know, people feel comfortable. Um, <laughs> they feel comfortable in being uncomfortable and how they ease that comfort. Um, 
and it's just it's just kind of funny to watch what they go to. Like, you know, most people when they talk about race, the first thing that comes up is the most fashionable thing, and that's black and white issues. And it's like, you know, there's a whole world full of race and also racist, and people have had uh, you know, turmoil with other um, cultures and races, you know, for quite some time. And it's it's not new. It's not um, anything that, you know, is really all that surprising. But what's surprising is like how fashionable it is to just keep going back to black and white. You know, like it doesn't matter what the state of the world is. It's like, well, let's keep it focused on them guys because, man, those are like the top sellers. You know, <laughs> so, what could, so what should we be doing? Damien, pop yourself up even closer, if you will. Just hey so there. Yeah. So what should we be doing? What should the conversation be in your guys's opinion? There's there. I really don't think that there should be a conversation specifically on on race. I was actually with him when uh, the OB, ODB guy was there. And I said, well, does my you know, he said ODB. And I was like, who's ODB? <laughs> of course, I knew who ODB was, but I wanted to find out where his head was at. Right. And he goes, you know, Wu-Tang Clan, ODB. And I said, excuse me, sir, does my blackness just infuriate you so much or cause you so much of a, a, of a, a shift that you have to name something to make you feel comfortable that, and to say that you're cool? You're cool with black people. It right. shouldn't be that. You should be comfortable to 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 be yourself. It doesn't have to be a an a oh I see you know I, I I don't know much about you know what you would like, but I, you know I I'm you know you that's kind of like walking by going white guy, right? <laughs> you right. know, and you're cool. You know what I mean? And so the narrative should should be a human narrative, um, uh, uh, one of finding commonalities without you know running up and saying, hey, here's the chicken. Because uh, <laughs> well, what I've always found kind of weird is that it seems like a lot of people in culture try to find our differences. When when I meet somebody, I'm looking for my commonality. I'm looking for what we have in common, whether it's black, Asian, a woman, my wife, my children. I'm not walking into a thing going, okay, you're different than me because we're all different from each other. And like Dave yeah. says, it's the human race. So if we could get back to kind of talking about instead of white race and black race and Latino race and talking about the human race. Yeah. Um, and so you guys don't need us to be impressive and uh, know that we're like oh, cool with black people. Yeah, no, not, um, it's kind of a slap in the face, really. Of course, really you're cool white. with black people. If you like dancing, if you like hip hop music, if you like anything that our culture has given given society or given the world, then you're gonna you're gonna be cool with us in some way. But don't be overtly, you know, hey, you know, and you know, here's the best chicken spot. Here's I know ODB. Um, you know what? And it's we're not that sensitive, whereas we can't have a regular conversation. It, uh, our sensitivities lie with the same sensitivities that yours lie: family, uh, uh, job, uh, making making a living, supporting people, giving back to the community. Right. See, and this being is part. Why, this is why I thought we were, you know, because we all, I had a great time talking to you guys that day out in the out there when it was actually sunny and we were yeah. out. And you guys are having coffee. And it was like, yeah, because it was just like three dudes and uh, Andre's son. And we were just having a conversation. And I went, that's what we need to be doing more than talking about what we're not doing or what what's wrong is like, here, I'm going to pull up Dave again. Dave says, just let it happen. Um, don't try yeah. so hard. But I think the thing you do have to try is to understand people who are different from us, whether it's people 
in your culture, my culture, what is you got to hang around them, you know, I, I, yeah. how, how are you going to know, you know, I, but I, I see, you know, I've been in the kitchen with Andre cooking and doing shows on him and I've been to his, his sleepwalk. And I mean, you know, I mean, I know him because I've been around him and, and I think that's where we get, we kind of get locked in, especially as white culture is where we kind of tend to hang out with people. Well, I think all of us do that. I guess we tend to hang out with people. We feel like we are like, I don't know, but I guess I, I guess I've never found people I'm like, so I just kind of ramble. <laughs> Can I say something, Rick? And uh, this is, uh, this is something I, I, I kind of want to say and get off my chest is, you know, I don't need to like people, you know, I, I don't have to, like certain people, I don't have to like a particular person. And guess what? I will say neither do y'all, right? And and I don't mean white people. I mean, just people in general. But I think there's a certain decorum and tact that goes along with just, you know, human decency. And when we start, you know, focusing in on things like tolerance, I think inherently just the word itself, tolerance means that like one, we have to be allotted something or allowed something or like you're in a higher position and you're you're tolerating or you're withstanding me like what is that about like what do you mean tolerate? Like, well yeah you know it's just like yeah. if you have you know not that i have roach problems but if you have roach problems you're living in a roach motel and you have to tolerate it until until the landlord gets fumigates the, the place but i'm tolerating it until it's fumigation you see what i'm saying or i'm yeah, tolerating no, you guys, I love this. We, him, and I, been talk talk about this all the time, you know. And 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 and, and seriously, tolerate toleration means I'm only I'm only here until you're tired of me, right? Until the position changes, or I change positions, or I just actually, you know, fatigue from tolerating you. And you know, I think you know, words and language they they carry a culture and a history with them. And you know, if people focused more on what they were actually saying in context oh, of God. the actual context and they'd realize, Oh, whoa, we have a problem here. Yeah. And, um, well, and I, and I just kind of want to elaborate just a little bit before, I, before, um, you know, I let go of this topic, but like, I like etymology, you know, I'm a writer, uh, I'm an author, um, but I really love etymology because it, it discloses, the importance of the truth in our history, no matter how much we try to hide it. You know, we have these colloquialisms and all these things that we say that really divulge our subconscious discomfort um, of things. Like, you know, people are, you know, you have words like backlash, right? And people are like, well, what, hold on, wait a minute. That's, uh, it's a common phrase, but like, where did the, where did that come from? Well, we all kind of know where that came from. Yeah. You got, you know, our, our, our neck of the woods and things like, you know, yeah. we get so comfortable with these phrases and double speak, but over time, you know, you look back and like, where did these things come from? Oh, wait a minute. It was already here. So there's a, a, a reconciliation that has to happen in the fact that even the language that we speak to articulate our struggle is full of, narrative and context and things that make people uncomfortable. But until we have those spicy conversations and stuff and like get past the the reality that, yeah, you know, there is something to talk about, but the narrative is it's already, it's already set and there's ulterior motives in how we get to that conversation. So having awareness you know, having awareness is key and realize, you know, we all have our own perspectives. Um, 
but even the very language and you know our tone, not just our skin tone, but our tone matters, everything matters and we have to be more deliberate and we just can't be so cavalier with our words you know and in, in this day and age with cancel culture and everything else like even that like that to me is one of the most um <laughs> it's one of the most deliberate displays of intolerance which you know to me you know it's a fine line and it's a slippery slope and it's not a slope that i want to be on that's for sure and i'll go one one uh one further than that uh, and i would just say one of it is actually listening to a person when they're talking uh as a black man in america uh an african in america uh a lot of times i'm you know i'm able to speak I, you know i was toastmaster international president for uh, up in portland you know a few years back and and so i'm i'm what you call a competent communicator and i know how to do certain things and give speeches and stuff but you know if i go to the store and i and this happened to me last week i go to the store and it, and it's wrong and i need to exchange it and they're like we, well we don't exchange it and you'll it'll take you x amount of time to get your money back and we'll send it to you i said well ma'am i i gave you cash and it, you know your policy is not to, to do that i gave you cash i have the receipt can't you just give me my cash back it's less than five seconds when i bought it and i realized it was the wrong one right uh oh don't go get go don't go getting mad i said ma'am I, I i'm not mad I said, I'm merely communicating with you. But see, there's a, a narrative that if we have problems, we have to get mad. We have to, and, and, and my- As in black, people who are black. Oh yeah, oh yeah, angry black man all the time. Don't get, don't get mad, don't get mad. And, and, and here's the thing is, if I'm well at communicating myself and you know, there's things like voice fluctuation and, and, and things like that, if I can project my voice, I'm not yelling. Yelling means yelling. You're yelling, but if you're projecting your your and you're speaking with with uh, control and also speaking with with conviction, that doesn't mean you're yelling. And I had a I got I got this from the customer service counter, and I was literally talking the way that I'm talking now and going, "Ma'am, I am not mad." And she goes, "Well, you don't have to raise your voice." I said, "Ma'am, I'm merely speaking assertive." Now, Damien, when we talked the other day, you also had a story that, and I'm I hope. God, this is one of those things where you go, I hope I'm right. I hope I'm, I'm you are right. Okay. So you had said that a lot of people in the black community think that you talk too white because you, you've been yeah. to certain, explain that to people. So I'm not doing it and standing here feeling okay. like um, <laughs> education is a big divide. You know, I grew up in, in, in Alaska and uh, in Anchorage, Alaska, and there's places, you know, luckily when I grew up, even though my neighborhood was not good at all it's still a bad neighborhood uh the school system was very good and so they teach everybody equally up there with that said i was able to love how to communicate i could i i, I love different languages I, I i speak a couple of different languages uh the big ebonics things was was trying was they were trying to declare that as a language and i think they just you know they they succeeded I, i'm pretty sure but um the fact of the matter is is because i can enunciate and i can and and i've learned the language of business uh through school uh it has given me 
an upper hand, but yet and still, if I'm talking to my son who's 24 years old and he's like, he wants to go in 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 and I'm like, yo, uh, can you talk to me where I can understand it? He goes, well, dad, you know what I'm saying? I said, but here's the thing. If you're talking to another man and you want to do business with them, you conduct yourself as such. So always talk like, he goes, well, I don't want to talk like a white boy. I said, well, what is talking like a white boy? You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh, talking yeah. like a white boy, it's, it's that's, if you're using English, you're not talking white. You're actually using English. You don't have the slang and go, oh, you know what I'm saying, you know, uh, dog. Uh, but the fact of the matter is you put yourself at a disadvantage when you can't speak the language of money. And that's the, the one that I learned was like, okay, I want to make money. I don't want to be poor. I want to be able to take care of my kids. I want to be able to take uh, take care of my grandkids. So I need to learn how to speak proper. If I'm just hanging out, you know, with some, with some buddies, you know, we all have a uh, locker room talk and we have little slang words. We all have, all, all cultures have that. Right. But I, I typically don't do that because I don't know if I'm in a position to be on or off in the community. So I have to always be on. So, so I, I, you guys can't see it because I've got comments coming up here, but sometimes we get really wrapped up in, in words too. And I think it's really a, a nice way to educate people because somebody came on, Jason came on and said, I hate the word renege or something like that. Cause it sounds, you know, and then yeah. somebody else came on and says, well, the word renege, look it up. This is how it's spelled. And there's a little bit of a fight going on about this. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody else came in and I'm just going to point this out to, to um, I, 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 I just think we have to be so real here. So Penny comes on yeah. and she says, I love this show so much. You boy are pure honesty. Now, I'm afraid somebody's going to come on and go, you know, you can't use that, that problem, word. boy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. And, yeah it's, I mean, we all, I mean? we all know like, all these we, words. You know, yeah. And it's like it, it gets in. And, and I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just saying I think sometimes do you see what I mean? It's like this is going on in the background. We're having this conversation yeah. and yeah. it's like people are getting hung up on these words where it's like, you know, I. I um, Yeah. So you guys just talk. Yeah. People, you know, honestly, you know, like. I, w- I want to say something to declare something. I've been waiting to say this the whole time. I kind of uh, had it in my in my uh, thought process was like, you know, um, I'm not the black almanac. I don't speak and represent every black person, but I can identify with some experiences that many black people um, may have and people in general. And, you know, I don't want to be divided and or um, looked at tokenized, fetishized or, or whatever, like, you know, I want to be human and, and allowed my experience too. I don't want my experience to have to always be up under some other umbrella of whatever. Well, you should know because you're black. You should know. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> don't try to monopolize the moral high ground by using my suffering and my experience and just have it validate yours. Stand on your own plight. You right. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> It's not the same. And, you know, like you won't see me, um, you know, marching to the same march that people march because, uh, you know, I have my own personal feelings and there's a time for solidarity and there's also a time for silence and reflection. And, uh, you know, we have to have autonomy and biodiversity, but even also in thought. Um, I welcome disagreements. I welcome, you know, different, differing perspectives. And I'll be honest, I'm the type of guy, and this is a true story. You know, I was on a train 
And, uh, you know, I'm having this conversation with this Amish guy and people were just looking all types of besides themselves because like, what in the world? Like this guy is just sitting up here talking to these Amish dudes. And oh, yeah, we're talking about design, functionality, the fact that he had a cell phone and like all sorts of things. I think and, it was um, on Run Springer, it sounds like. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, you know, just I like to be in situations that people don't expect me to be in. And, you know, part of that is... Um, simply because the fact they don't expect you to be there is an inherent uh, sign of the divisiveness that that is, you know, and uh, I think until we can kind of put aside some of our preconceived notions and yeah. separate, not just the fact that they're preconceived notions, but separate our thought from the thought that is being spoon fed to us every day in the media and like, you know, shows and, and all these other things. Like, you know, we need to have something besides just a narrative that is spoon fed to us. And I repeat spoon fed because it's, it's really more like force fed right. and, you know, everybody's feeding from this trough. I say, you know, look outside of that, get some, some, uh, some other education and seek out some things, whether you agree with them or not. When I was, uh, in, in school, one of the books that I read, which was a beautiful book, it didn't even have a cover on it. It looked uh, tattered and torn up, but uh, it was called black protest. And it was, you know, people petitioning for their freedoms and their rights in their actual language that they spoke of the day. And it wasn't this, we we would lock all rots back in a you know we would freeze Pete. It wasn't this caricaturization yeah. <laughs> that was you know really kind of put in the mainstream re, uh, media yeah. and and the the news and all these things. It was your region. You know you learned what you were exposed to. A lot of us are adapted picking up the things that are around us, whether it's good or bad. But you know people don't really want to talk about the environment because then you have to deal with the environment. You know, and you that's guys a harder gonna, conversation. I want to bring something in here. So Penny comes on and she's the one who said, boy, sorry, I never meant anything by calling them boys. Next time I should I say, didn't know she was talking about you or me, but I but understand yeah, where people go with it. Penny, but yeah, but Penny, see, the, the point wasn't to, to make you look like that. It was to say people will jump on things like that. And that's what yeah. we're that's kind of yeah. what we're talking about is we need to give each other some grace. And yeah. when you have relationship. Um, Damien, talk to me about this. When you have the relationship, then all of a sudden, um, it you can say to me or another person, you can go, oh, Rick, you know, you, you might not want to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's cool now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's and it's happened uh, many a times. I, you know, uh, I've even had friends go, well, why do they say call each other uh, the, the you know the n word with the a on it? And I don't do it either, but why do they do that? And then if we say it, then it, I was like, well, you know, obviously it's a bad word, but the relationship, when you have a relationship with, with, with uh, people, it, what it does is it fosters that trust and that trust, it, you, you can then teach them um, the proper way to, to uh, communicate with you. Cause you can't, you know, everybody, you know, what they say, you know, you have to treat, you have to teach somebody how to treat you. Right. And so here we here we having this uh, communication to teach how to at least treat treat us because we can't speak for every uh, uh, African in America. All right, we can't speak for it, but what we can speak for is that we've had a modicum of success being the men that we are. See, the men that we are is separate than the the, the uh, culture that we are. Right. 
And so what and, and if we have success, now we're successful black men. We're just not a successful man. So you guys don't you kind of, you know, you guys give me a couple of mind blows tonight. <laughs> One, you know, uh, tolerance. I I'm done with that whole word. I think yes. that's no. shit. I mean, because listen, okay, so how does this sound? Because Andre, you, God, you just, you, you, you're good, man. This is good. So I, I tolerate my wife. I mean, what don't is let her, Don't let her hear you say that. Yeah. What's she gonna do? <laughs> I, I met your wife, and uh, she's a fine lady. No, but you know, what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm being tolerant. No, I should be loving, yeah, and caring, and like I am to any other human being. Intolerance is bullshit. Exactly. And tolerance is bullshit. Yeah. And, and so is, I mean, so much of these words that we get fed and then the groups, you know, that are that are um, um, black and white start reiterating these same words. And all of a sudden it becomes just as bad because they're bullshit now. It's because yeah. they're going, we need more tolerance. You know, the one that bugs the shit out of me right now is hate. I'm yeah. seeing people tell people, I hate this person so much. And they're a hate they're, they because they sp uh, expound hate to everyone. And I'm like, yeah. you're standing on the, on the mountaintop screaming hate. And you failed to hear the echo that came back and bounced off your head. Cause you're so full of bullshit that nobody can hear it. And so we've got this whole group of people telling me not to hate when they're hating. So they're yeah. the very thing they don't want to be. And we have a whole culture of that. And it drives me just freaking bananas. Yeah. So, so I, I got I, I, I got one. <laughs> um, I, you know, uh, I, I'm in the music industry and uh, just media and all that. And um, I, I heard someone uh, sing a lyric and they said, why would you love what was good and hate what was bad? You yeah. see what I'm saying? Huh? And and I mean, love, love what. The, the opposite. You, you 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 hate what's good and love what's bad. There it is. I said it, and right. and that's just like a dog returning to his own vomit. He right. throws it up. He eats it, and he says that's tasty. Okay, so now we have a a, a group of people, uh, and 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 almost in an abundance of. It's okay to be hateful. It's okay. It's it's actually shared. Uh, you know, and everybody's using hate freely 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 when it should be the opposite it should be love freely 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 um not tolerance understanding right. see if you if you tolerate you know like like you know my, my girlfriend she she's multiracial and i'm like i'd like to know sometimes why are you doing that she goes she goes well that's just what i've always done and then i say well hey do all people in your culture do this? Is this a cultural thing? I'm not here to go, oh, wow. I'm just, I just want to know if this is a cultural thing. And then am I going to be around this for possibly the rest of my life? And then how can I deal with it? Cause I love her. Right. You see, how can I deal with it? I don't, I don't necessarily want, want this. how can, what's my choice? See when, when, when you, when you don't look when it, within yourself to solve the problem first, then you just project the problem into the world. Right. And, and then you can relabel that problem. And you what you, but what you did, you started off with is questions. Yeah. So instead of doing this saying, you know, assuming like, and Andre, you and I are the same in this is words are so important to me, the meaning and culture just throws them out. You oh, know? Yeah. I mean, I ask when, I don't know if I should tell this story. I could get in really big trouble. But I want to hear now. Me I, too. I, I asked <laughs> one time I was at a, 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 a um, it was back in the day, 
Um, and it was a, a female rights, you know, kind of thing. And the woman said, don't call me a female or a lady. You call me a woman. And I said, well, you know that the very meaning of woman is from man. And she goes, nobody pays attention to the meaning. I said, I do. Because I found it ironic that you don't want to be called a female, but you wanted to be called this. And this is one person. I'm not saying that's the whole thing, but you would rather be called from man. And that's the whole point of being an individual woman is that you are not, you're, you don't have to be attached to a man. And I just found it to be, so I asked the question and she told me to F off. But in the in a real conversation, you and I would go, does boy offend you? How do yes. I deal with that? And you say, you know, it's not something that culture is going to put up with. And blah. I mean, but you, we, if we ask those questions, we can actually have these conversations. And this is like, I mean, this is why I live. I think some things go without saying, though. And I think that the questions that people have, like, have they been asked already? I'm not saying don't ask them, but like, think about your your need to ask um, certain things. And, you know, what that what the underlying issue is with and or for that, like there's people who desire earnestly to want to know and they're trying to bridge a divide or a gap. Um, and that's fine if you want to be more educated. But when you start to seek to be educated in these isolated scenarios with one conversation or you think this is going to be a quick tutorial, that's the same as saying, well, I have a black friend. Like everybody's looking for those credentials and that quick, you know, <laughs> that quick that quick study of race relations all within their comfort zone so they can be like, ah, I'm absolved of the responsibility of day-to-day -day yeah. effort. And, um, and uh, actually being more honest with ourselves in our internal dialogue. Like, you know, you're not gonna see me feel bad about crossing the street when I walk past someone that makes me uncomfortable um, or whatever, because I have a whole, history and experience that I bring with me, whether it's good or bad or what, but I'm going to take ownership of how I'm uncomfortable and I'm going to take stock in that. And I'm going to be very aware of that, but I'm not going to sit up here and deny my discomfort to make someone else feel comfortable. That being said, I have a responsibility. Well, am I overreacting? Am I underreacting? But we all have these micro second responses. And you know what? We can't help some of them because guess what? They're in our DNA. You know, you see something in your peripheral view, you jump. You're not going to be like, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't mean to like uh, peripherally profile you, you know, like you have, <laughs> you have, you know, innate responses, but we have to deal with the reality. It's like blaming Mondays for being sad or not like, like Monday is a day. That's an attitude. That's a person. That's your coworker. That's the job you hate. Have that conversation. Stop blaming Mondays. You know, stop blaming this. You know, there's something else there. And if there's underlying discomfort, um, you know, it is what it is, but it's your job to address it because you're uncomfortable. And even if you're not uncomfortable, why are you so damn comfortable? Right. And I'm learning this is just as a human being, you know, that from I had a meeting with my business coach today and it's like, you got to do, she says, what's the best thing you've done this year? And I said, I climbed down off the fence. I decided I was going to be 
one step closer to the real Rick Dancer and just be who I am. And it pissed a lot of people off and it made a lot of other people very happy and comfortable. But I'm not doing it for that reason. I'm doing it because I have to be Rick Dancer. I can't be Rick Dancer, the former Secretary of State candidate, Rick Dancer, the white guy, Rick Dancer, the guy with great hair, Rick Dancer, the guy who was on the news for 30 years. I can't be that guy anymore. I have to be this guy, Rick Dancer, the one who likes to have conversations with all kinds of people so that you guys have, I don't know if you realize this, but these people, like everybody's really having a great time here and we're not getting a lot of stink and it's just people listening and, um, but I knew you would be this way, and which is why I invited both of you on here, okay. because I met you. We had a relationship. We had a great conversation. We spent time. And then I asked you, and I'm not sorry that I did, because it's great. The only thing I feel kind of weird about is the... Um, is that I am a white guy inviting two black guys on my show to talk about black guys and white guys. And it's like, I don't know how else to do this and do what I do, but um, even that is kind of weird. Like, you know, you know what I mean? It's just, I, I, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> but it is starting a conversation. And um, well, let's, let's talk about that. And, you know, and I'll tell you why that, why, um, you know, and, you know, hear me out on this, but, it's what's the most profitable. It's what's in fashion and it's monetized. You know, the fact that, you know, for instance, for me, I'm not the cool kid at the table here in town. I, you know, people know people. No, you're not. You don't want to cool say one. that. You don't want to say <laughs> that. Not, not for where I'm going. Oh, OK. This. Then no, no, no. Yeah. So, so Damien, are you the cool? You're the cool kid. Yeah. Well, he, no, 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 he's not. He's, he's not. He's not the as script cool. On me then. Yeah, this is, <laughs> no. this is okay. the part where I flip the script. So I'm not the cool kid at the table. A lot of people know who I am. But, you know, like I said, there's, you know, a lot of this is monetized, you know, and for as much as people mean well, they also jump on this bandwagon of good intentions that really actually cause, uh, you know, some harm. I'm not saying don't have money set aside for this, that, and the other. But when you start saying it all has to be for these certain hashtagable trending things, social justice and or whatever, right? Um, then there's, there's a little bit of a problem with that. One, who gets the money? Two, and it becomes so fashionable here because people are so quick to want a solution. It becomes almost the only way to do something in absence of a more equitable, and it doesn't even have to be equal, but a more equitable, an attempt at being, you know, at least sort of fairish across the board. I'm not going to say equal because, no, it doesn't have to be equal. It just needs to be appropriate. And, um, you know, so to let me finish that. But what are you saying? I want you to be more direct. Okay, I'll be more direct. You're, like, you're walking around the cake, and I want to. I want okay. you to. Go eat. Well, let's let's stop walking around the cake. Okay. I'll say Don't this: if I do something, and most of the financing behind it is propped up, if I agree this way, then I can get money that way. I see a problem with that because I can't be bipartisan anymore. Then I have to take on that victim role and or whatever role. And I don't want to deny that there are people being victimized, but I don't want it to be how I'm funneled into relevance or rendered into obscurity because I can't cash in on it. Like one of my biggest fears of walking around this town or any town really um, is becoming a guy on a t-shirt. If something happens to me, I'm more worried about the fact I'll be more valuable dead or as a martyr than I would be doing the things that I did that weren't 
politicized and that I will get more credit for something happening to me and other people's ability to monetize the suffering that I personally had to go through. There's always somebody that stands to benefit greater than I do, even off of me. And I think that's part of the conversation and the narrative that we need to um, get rid of so things can be a, a, a little bit more um, humanized instead of think, commoditized. So Damien, do you yeah. think that there are powers that be um, and I'm just going to leave it at powers that be um, uh -huh. that actually want <clears throat> us to not be together. Like, absolutely. That, absolutely. That they um, want to keep grinding black and white, black and white, black and white. When we're all going, I don't think I have this big problem with it. If I could just do something, you know, you know what I mean? I well, feel like the wedge that gets put in and then they yeah. spread it like this and they want us to stay apart and I've screw them. I'm not doing it anymore. I, I was going to say fuck him, but I wouldn't say that on here. Oh, oh okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 I definitely do. Uh, I, I do believe and have have witnessed these powers uh, on both sides, pro and con. Um, why don't we just look at the justice system? Uh, mm -hmm. the, the justice system is two sided. They they equally benefit from just injustices or let's just say laws that are broken from from uh, African people and uh, and white people and, and when I say African people we're talking about all kinds of people of color, um, but uh, specifically they're marginalized and 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 dealt with in harsher for less uh, less of a crime, uh, and I'm not just throwing this out there. And God forbid, and we don't like the fact that this, these sort of things happen. But 99% of the time, if you hear of a mass shooting, do you think a, maybe a black guy is doing that? No. You honestly, yeah. Yeah. because the narrative has, has been made. You see what I'm saying? The narrative has been made. Middle-aged to elderly uh, uh, white guy, gun fanatic, left wing, and so this narrative has 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 been made for, for all for all uh, cultures. And so what that does is, it, as Andre was saying, it's easily to to monetize. You can t you, you can take that and you can go, okay, well, you know, uh, and I'm saying these these aren't cool, but what it what happens is is now now uh, I become you know, uh, uh, if I do something wrong or, or if I, if I, uh, go for a girlfriend or something like that. Okay. Suppose, suppose I'm, I'm, uh, you know, as a, as a, I'm out and I'm looking for a girlfriend and I'm in, I'm in, uh, um, in the nightclub dancing, you know, and then I'm approached by, uh, you know, people who, who, who would be like, Oh, you know, look at this, this, this white woman who's kind of, you know, unshapely. You know what I mean, and 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 then, or if I want to go with someone who's fit, you know, I'm the narrative is, you know, black, and let's just get it out there: black guys like fat white girls. You know what I mean, yeah. and that's not that's not it. But see now, now that's that's who approach who approaches us, right? And and, and then and then uh, and who approaches you are the the skinny uh, Barbie and stuff like that. And I'm not saying we all like who we like. And, right. and, and that has nothing to do with it, but it becomes, uh, yeah. it becomes kind of like, okay, that's what it, what it is. And so th there's money to be made, meaning people get to, to, to uh, fulfill their desires in different ways. I, I prefer 
you know, personally, I prefer somebody who is just interested in me and then we can have a talk, right. you know, but just to clear that up, I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. your girlfriend. And, and I'm not, and I didn't mean to, to like uh, bash no, anyone. No. I don't say this to, to be malice, but the fact of the matter is uh, media, uh, music, uh, well, media is in music. Everything is marginalized, even clothing. The clothing that 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 we were that are marketed towards towards different races and colors. Those so so not getting too far off. I, I do believe there's powers that be that uh, that do shift more towards keeping those 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 two, you know, separate or making that that line. Right. Um, I prefer Coors, Coors Light, not Coke Forty Five. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they're going to promote Coke Forty Five to me, right? But okay. I, 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 I've got cores light, you right. know. Yeah, and I get what you're gonna, saying. So they're, they're gonna, you guys, just so a uh, timing wise, so that this will fit onto Instagram the right way. I okay. have to wrap it up, but I don't want to wrap it up because I know Andre has a, you guys a really cool program that he's going to do, and I'm going to have him talk about that real quick. And Damien, do you have something coming up that you want to just? Get, I, I, you know, my my sponsors, you know, um, yeah, Parker Heights Realty and New Leaf Hyperbarics. They are the sponsor of the show, but they don't care. And I want you guys to go ahead. You come in here and you have some cool things. So real quickly, though. I'll go first. I'll go first because his is going to be longer. Okay, um, ahead, just tune into uh, KEPW 97.3 uh, LP FM. Also, you can go and uh, on KEPW.org and give donations. This is a locally a local radio station. Um, I, I'm going to be behind the scenes. I'm going to be uh, in, on the air from time to time. I'm producing shows. I'm doing engineering. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. Just tune in. Eventually, you'll catch me. <laughs> no, good. I, I really appreciate your stuff today, too. And Andre, um, wake up and tell me what's going on. Hey, I'm not sleepy yet. But, um, <laughs> what I what I do is I advocate for... Um, sleep disorder awareness, importance of sleep um, in the community. Yeah. I have an event coming up on Pi Day, which is 3-14-2021. And it's the start of like a sleep awareness week, but it's the suddenly sleepy sleep walk. It's a 5K race in Tracktown, USA. And it's a very diverse, actually diverse um, event where it's family friendly. People come out in their comfortable attire, pajamas, <laughs> Or you know, dress up, and it's it's about the, it's it's actually it's the only event time distance run putting on put on by an African American in Eugene's history, so it's been a historic event for we're going into the fourth year. Um, I'll only mention that because you know this is Track Town USA. If you want to come out and you want to support, um, you're more than welcome there. It's something we've been doing, and you'll get more than just a dry granola bar at the finish. Um, we do it classy, so. <laughs> and you, because you have sleep apnea. Um, actually, um, I have sleep, uh, excuse me, I have narcolepsy. Um, and that's partly what's what inspired me to create the event was I wanted to create something in a non-clinical setting where people can find out about resources, not when they're in crisis, because that's what I did. I got the runaround, whether it was from, you know, healthcare providers or just looking while in distress. And I didn't want other people to go through that degree of suffering like I did. So I said, if I get any of my health back, because I also had a, a an eating um, issue, I was basically starving to death. I couldn't eat or drink 
properly. I needed corrective procedures and surgeries and I had to uh, rehabilitate myself here in this town where I didn't know anybody. I just had my, my family. And you're a chef. So yeah, it was torture. It was torture. So I was. I mean, it's kind yeah. of the whole thing, you know? Yeah. And then I moved up here and it was like, wait a minute, I can't eat or drink. And now I can't sleep properly. Like, so I, I did, I did a lot of rebuilding, a lot of reflection. And I, you know, I really fell in love with the community that really saved my life. Um, I'm just doing what I can to make sure that the community is more reflective of how I feel about it, because I think it could use a little bit more love. And if I'm the one to give it and model it, great. Uh, come out, show some love. So Melissa says the sleep, the Emerald Sleep Disorder Center did one the walk one year. Yes. And the food I've been the trying end, to reach them. She says the food at the end is amazing. So yes, somebody else asked if it's a walk run. Yes, you can walk or run it. You don't have to yeah. do it. Your fitness level, we had people come out. We had one dude run the race with a parrot. I don't know if it's a service animal or not, but they brought their service animals. They came out to their degree of comfort. Do you have a um, website, dude? You have a website? Yeah, um, suddenlysleepy.org um, is the website. Um, but if you look up suddenly sleepy sleepwalk, um, registration and all those things will pop up and maybe after the fact, we can put it in the comment section, okay. uh, link. put the link. I just put it on there so they'll know what the name is, but you put the right. actual in the comment section. And then you guys, another thing that would be probably really, if, when you have time, it will go to all these people. If somebody makes a comment and you want to talk with them or, or clear something up for them. Um, you can go ahead and do that because it will go to everybody in the thread so they'll see it. But it's just another way to continue that conversation. You guys, thank you so you, thank you so much. I was th this is super fun. And I, I never, want to do it again. Oh, I, <laughs> do it, no, I, I guarantee you. But next time we'll do it from you playing records. Like oh, OK. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's right. Uh, I forgot to mention I'm I'm uh, I'm a turntablist. I uh West Coast, former West Coast champion. I uh, was the first person to bring uh, all of Oregon, represent all of Oregon in the World DMC, was the World, world DJ Mix Competition. Started up a, a, a accredited oh. DJ college. Uh, I'm, I'm a scratch master. See, <laughs> I don't just put anybody on here. I mean, <laughs> these guys are somebodies. You know what I mean? They 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 got clout. You know, they got stuff going on. They got they got games. I'm just a, I'm well, just we a little, and we live in Eugene, Oregon, and we love it. And they love. <laughs> I'm just a lowly children's book author. That's you it. guys. Everybody's on here going cool, guys. Thank you so much. Great conversation. Um, I think you really um, you you created people who will. You know, I'm I'm going to be. I'm not going to be tolerant anymore. I'm going to love. And yeah. You know, and that's how it is. I, I, if I tolerate people, I'm an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's true. Um, you just I didn't say that. Been on this whole thing for me. You it's guys. a learning experience. Love it's the journey, hell out man. of them. That's what yeah. you do. Love the hell out of them. Love the hell out of people. <laughs> well, even, even if you don't, just you know, here's the thing. You know, I and like I said before, you know, we don't gotta like each other, but we do have to live with each other. Um, and if we can't, and we can't figure that out, and how that happens. You know, it's just shame on us, you know, but shame on them too as well. Like, let's make an effort. I'll, I'll meet you more than halfway. I'll just start it out. Well, Tom know? and a couple other people came on here and said they want to go have beers with you guys. So I'll, I'll take that. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I'll yes, yes. You. I got you some beer drinking buddies out here. Well, here you go. 
We can, we can do it tonight. Anybody see me around town tonight, buy me a beer. I may or may not drink it. Or, but, or DM me on you know. on, on uh, DJ Law uh, on Facebook. It's DJ Law, <laughs> also known as Damian Hayes. I, I go by so many different. DM me. I'd be I'd be glad to have a beer with you. Or and kombucha. Just actually, or, or kombucha or, yeah. you know, uh, split an app or something. You guys, maybe next time we should, like, do this and then meet, have a plan that we're going to go. Yeah, through. appetizer. Yes. 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 I would be so down. Okay. I would be so down. We will do this again. I have your contact information. And besides, Andre knows how to get a hold of me. Yeah. Yeah. Just walk down the hall. All right, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, how's that? That is what I was looking for. That was perfect. Um, You guys were kind. Uh, you ask good questions. You allowed people to correct and do things. Um, we listened. Um, we found out about ourselves a little bit like that. We don't have to be adversarial. Um, we just have to have relationship and um, we have to try and we have to just, I mean, was that like the easiest thing you've ever done? No, no fear. Didn't get scared. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. This is why we do what we do. And so you guys, the other thing I just have to mention, okay, so, so remember the, the um, Andre's event, and I put the date on there. So, so remember that, because uh, it's really helpful for him to get a lot of people out there. And it's an important issue to him because it affects him and a lot of other people. Um, the other thing is um, be sure and check out our DJ and find out more about that. And we'll be getting that to you. And then um, remember my clients, Parker Heights Realty and New Leaf Hyperbarics. I can't do this without them. Um, They're my sponsors and they're the ones who pay so that I can make this happen. So if you like this kind of conversation, it matters who we do business with, you know? And so when you go in and you see them, you know, if you're looking for a realtor, talk to Amanda. If you're looking for something, you're having a problem and you need some treatment, um, Hyperbarics does it for a lot of different things. Matt's on here once a month and he'll talk to you. But th- those are the people I need you to go to because that then helps and turns around with all of my clients. Um, so um, I hope you had that is the way I like. I want to start every weekend on a note where I can kind of say, screw you, culture. I'm going to do this the way that me and my friends, my friends, not my black friends or my Asian friends or my white friends or my gay and lesbian friends, just my friends. That's how I'm going to do my life. You get a choice. Life is about choices. You can choose to live it and listen to the narrative of a bunch of bullshit from the media and a bunch of groups of people who are trying to get you to do what they want you to do, or you can listen to your heart. I'm going to choose my heart. (laughs) 